0: Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, the final Wednesday of the year. It's also the third day of the 12 days of Christmas, which is three French hens two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Today is the second day of Kwanzaa, and even though you likely ate leftovers yesterday, December 27th is National Leftover Day. If you're still on holiday, by the way, the winter storm moving east across the country causing more than 5,000 flight delays and dozens of cancellations yesterday. I've flown a lot,
1: and this is insane. Let's try to laugh
0: it off and remember this...
1: This is a Christmas years later.
0: There are more flights being delayed or canceled again today. So stay informed if you are flying. Be in the know before you go. And if you are flying to or from any major city, you may be sharing your plane with a group of illegal migrants who, of course, didn't pay to be on your expensive flight.
2: The invasion and occupation of the United States. That is the focus of today's preamble. Now, millions have already violated our borders crossings are at historic numbers. Instead of being sent back to where they came from, the illegals are being given food, shelter, medical care, and plane tickets. Congressman Ralph Norman of South Carolina tells me thousands of illegals are being flown into cities and towns across the nation, all courtesy of the American taxpayers. Now, Norman said one pilot reached out to him from a major American air carrier and was very disturbed about the illegals being forced to board his airplane. He said the illegals had no ID and had not been medically vetted. And at the airport in Tucson, there's literally a sign posted directing illegals to a line for people without passports. Now get this, American citizens with documents are being manhandled by TSA agents on a daily basis, while illegals without any documentation are being allowed to board the jetliners. Meanwhile, there are growing fears in the media and the political world of terrorist attacks in the homeland. Katherine Harridge, the CBS News journalist, said Sunday she is concerned about a black swan event in 2024. Now, Customs and Border Patrol issued a memorandum two weeks ago warning agents to be on the alert for improvised explosive devices, IEDs. So far, at least 10 have been found near the border. And just three weeks ago, FBI Director Chris Wray told senators he had never seen a time when there were so many threats against the United States. He said the FBI is working around the clock to identify and disrupt potential attacks. Well, here's the thought. Maybe Mr. Ray ought to consider pulling the agents off, conservative parents, pro lifers, and law abiding gun owners, and focus on the clear and present danger facing the nation. Now, the Democrats tell us these illegals are escaping horrifying atrocities in war torn countries. Well, if that is true, why are the illegals leaving the women and children behind? Most of the people crossing our border are young men of military age wearing trendy clothes, expensive shoes, and just about everybody has a smartphone. I believe we are watching a coordinated effort by our enemies to infiltrate our nation with a covert army. Now, a number of congressional lawmakers tell me they believe that the sleeper cells are already in the country, just waiting to be activated. It's not a matter of if, but when. That's what our elected leaders are telling us. That's Todd Stearns filling in
0: for Chris Salcedo on The Chris Salcedo Show. Not only did the Biden administration quietly restart construction of the wall in some areas, they're also considering restarting Title 42 to keep migrants in Mexico, both Trump policies that Biden ended in the very beginning Well, the wall was like day one, but in the beginning of his presidency. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, meanwhile, and DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas are in Mexico today discussing the surge of illegal immigrants coming into the U.S., uh, coming to the U.S. border. You remember last week when the White House told the press that President Biden had a long phone call with the president of Mexico about the border and fentanyl and Biden was tough, telling President Obrador it could impact trade with Mexico. If they don't do something, the Mexican president says the United States should send aid, you know, money to developing countries as an incentive for migrants to stay in their country and not come through his country to our country. Well, remember Vice President Kamala Harris's talking point about the root cause of immigration, right? Well, Mexico's president, I guess, remembers that too. Keep in mind, we already send a lot of money to some of these countries. And the Mexican president is also suggesting that the United States ease some of the sanctions against Cuba and Venezuela to help make living conditions in those countries better so the people won't leave for Mexico and ultimately to the United States. So let's see the administration's response to all of this. And let's get some commentary from Newsmax
3: host Carl Higby. You know, look, folks, you know how much I hate sending our money to other countries, especially when we have homeless veterans and wide open borders here. But despite that, USAID spent a cool $6 million to boost Egyptian tourism, which it promotes as a, quote, valuable investment in sustainable integrated tourism, whatever the heck that means. Oh, and this little tidbit, the U.S. has spent over $100 million on Egyptian tourism over the years. But this is just the surface. The United States Department of Agriculture saw fit to grant millions to walking the dogs in hot weather. What's even more infuriating is that we don't know how many millions because they just won't tell us. But rest assured, it was cutting-edge technology. It was research to support a summer study that walked only 16 dogs of two different colors and it measured their rectal temperatures at the end of each walk. And for all this money we found out, drum roll please, turns out that Labrador's fur color did not affect their body temperatures after a hot summer's walk. That's all. Uh, Of course, it was also measured by a nearly $40,000 FLIR T400 infrared device. I wonder how many of those they bought. And and look, I have a dog walker. I pay her like $15 an hour, and she can tell me more than that stupid study. And while we're on pets, we doled out $2.7 million for Russian cats on treadmills funded by the NIH. You know, Fauci's old group? But it gets far worse. After they cut their brain stems, Russian cats were forced to walk on a treadmill in Russian lab. It was probably done in Russia because, as it turns out, it's frowned upon to snip a cat's brain stem and then stimulate the muscles through a series of targeted electronic sh- electric shocks. That, weird. This is all thanks to us taxpayers, of course. DHS, well, since they're not busy closing down the border, they had plenty of time to embark on a five-year diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility DEI strategic plan. Now, the employees gathered for a federally funded workshop where attendees focused on, quote, effective strategies to build and sustain psychological safety that allows individuals to show up to work as their authentic and best selves. Gee, thanks. This is the product of everybody getting a trophy. Maybe the Department of Homeland Security is not the place for you if you're easily prone to the SADs. Anyway, the government paid a bunch of dead people, again, last year, or actually still this year, in 2023, $38 million for that, $1.3 million of which went to just 30 people that hadn't been dead for over a year already. Of course, almost none of these funds were recovered because it's actually notoriously hard to get your money back from dead people.
0: So Carl is talking about government waste that has been identified in Senator Rand Paul's annual Festivus report, which has identified $900 billion. $900 billion in government waste. And Carl is just getting started.
3: Now, here's something that caught my eye. $89 million worth of wasted and destroyed engines and other military equipment. But wait till you hear why. Now, apparently the code which everything in the military has. It's some, you know, this is down to a paperclip. That code was not properly assigned to some of this equipment so that when it was scanned at its final destination, it did not list store indoors. So instead of putting engines in a covered shed, they were just left outside at like a million bucks an engine. No one thought to say, hmm, these things are rusting. We better put them away. No, can't think for yourself in the military anymore. I mean, I mean, Nobody thought to say that. Sir, they should be covered. Nope, nobody raised their hand. And here, how to ruin expensive military equipment, part two, transmissions, $12.6 million worth. The DOD inspector general found the U.S. Army improperly stored 135 hydraulic transmissions. They were valued at $12.6 million. At least these had the proper code to store inside, but somehow that even fell through the cracks. I mean, this was the best one. They interviewed over a thousand officials, 1,000, and they all told the IG, the inspector general, they simply didn't have enough room in the shed. We'll get another shed. It's cheaper than all those transmissions. We lost $68 million with the tank treads too. That's a ton of tra- tank treads. Again, the IG did another interview with over a thousand military officials and they said, well, they didn't. We just didn't follow our own storage guidance. The federal government owns, like, billions of dollars worth of completely empty buildings that we are paying to light, heat, cool. Yeah, it's simple search somewhere would have yielded something where they could put these things somewhere. But this is the linear group thing. Trump noted this.
1: We have sixty-seven million, $70 million plans. You mean you think it's cheaper to leave it there? So they can have it than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to You country. You're like, yes, sir. We think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was
3: a idiot. I nailed it. I mean, like, who got fired over that? No one. The things
0: that go on behind the scenes are incredible and ridiculous. That's former Navy SEAL Carl Higby host of Frontline. That's 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Must Watch Newsmax TV. The other top story, Israel is expanding its ground offensive in the refugee camps in central Gaza, expanding its ground efforts again uh, after ordering residents in Palestinian communities to evacuate. In Israel, an area that had been declared a safe zone was hit by a rocket or a missile, killing a woman, injuring at least eight other people. That, according to a cameraman that was there working for the Associated Press. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee just returned from his visit to Israel, which I featured in the Newsmax Daily one day last week. You may recall Governor Huckabee spoke with Wake Up America.
1: Governor, you just recently returned from Israel. You were sharing some of your experiences with Daniel Mm -hmm. Cohen there last week. What did you take away from your trip?
4: I think it's far worse than most of us uh, could even imagine. Most of the atrocities that were committed by the Hamas terrorists, backed by Iran, uh, are unspeakable. I I can't even say on television what's were some of the things that were done to Mm. innocent Israeli civilians. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that people understand this was an uncivilized attack. This was not a war effort from Hamas. This was an attack on babies, Mm -hmm. uh, women, vicious attacks on elderly people and families. And they weren't just murdered, they were slaughtered, mutilated, humiliated before they were dead, and in many cases they were murdered in front of their children just to increase the level of trauma. It's the most outrageous thing, and when I hear people in the United States going around screaming from the river to the sea, I just wanna say you're the biggest idiots that ever breathed air. Do you not understand that this is a war of evil? These are not just people who are oppressed. Hamas and the Palestinian people in Gaza, they voted for the nonsense they got. They have a hellhole of existence because they use all the resources, the billions of dollars they get from the United Nations and other countries to build bombs and bullets and tunnels so they can cowardly hide after they attack civilians. This is an evil regime. And and Israel is absolutely right to uh, say that they will stop at no point until they have eradicated the threat they have to do that there's no choice
2: and governor i just want to follow up you're a family man and you you went to ground zero essentially here in israel and seeing everything that you saw was this an emotional trip for you
4: it was emotional while i was there i did not expect that when i came back it would become even more so Mm -hmm. as i started processing it and sitting in church uh, sunday for christmas service i found myself just uh, getting emotional and, and I realized that there was a lot of things that I had uh, dealt with w- being on the very line of Gaza, hearing the artillery going off, mm-hmm. uh, having a lunch in Tel Aviv interrupted by sirens and hearing the blast of rockets overhead uh, intercepted by the Iron Dome, talking to survivors of October 7th, the families of hostages, spent time with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and you come home from that and you realize watching people in America act like that, you know, Israel is an occupier, and I'm thinking, my gosh, we've got to stand with Israel. We need to let the Jewish people around the world know that we recognize that there is an absolute existential threat to them, and they will not be standing alone. We've got to say that
0: former Arkansas governor and former Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee on Wake Up America. As we inch up on the Iowa caucuses, there is a lot of talk about who Donald Trump's running mate may be. The media, as you know, had been painting Nikki Haley as a potential running mate I even talked about that a long Time ago this was well Before former President Trump started Calling her bird brain And Newsmax today Yesterday or today has A big write-up about Vivek Ramaswamy I saw it today it may have come out yesterday But a big write-up about Vivek Ramaswamy Really wanting to be The vice president they say he's Getting ready to suspend advertising Dollars and he's just angling To be the VP here's Don Jr. talking about Nikki. Haley with Eric Bowling.
3: I would go to great lengths to make sure that that doesn't happen. Nikki Haley wants never ending war. She's a puppet of the establishment in Washington, D.C. Uh, she's the new favorite candidate of the billionaire class because they want control.
0: So Don Jr. says he would go to great lengths to make sure his father doesn't pick Nikki Haley as his running mate. I still think it'll be a woman, but here's CPAC chairman Matt Schlapp on Wake Up America this morning. Trump picked somebody from the outside in 2016 in Mike Pence.
3: Do you think somebody who's still in this race could be his running mate if he's the nominee?
2: Well, let me just put my cards on the table. I think he should pick Dr. Ben Carson. I've seen them work together. Uh, Trump has a lot of respect for Dr. Carson. Dr. Carson has a lot of uh, respect for President Trump. I think it would be a dynamic partnership, and he wouldn't be selecting the person who will succeed him. I think if Trump tries to pick his successor as VP, I think it's going to be four years of added tension to that relationship. Well, so I'm with Donald Trump Jr. on this one. I don't yeah. think we need a neocon return to the White House. Reagan did it with George H.W. Bush. With, he I did. think people would say, success. He did, he There's a playbook years, for that. But he had eight years in which to try to, for George H.W. Bush to establish himself. This is going to be a very quick second term. It's going to be quick. And I think we ought to have a big open conversation of who the successor should be. I don't think it should be the vice president.
3: Yeah, I heard Elise Mm -hmm. Stefanik's name tossed around over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Now it's a holiday weekend and people are enjoying eggnog with who knows whatever (laughs) mixed
0: in it, but I heard that name out there. That's Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America with CPAC chair Matt Schlapp. If you don't know Elise Stefanik, she's a congresswoman from New York. She's on the House Oversight Committee and is the chair of the House Republicans. And I want to squeeze in one more segment here from The
5: Balance with Eric Bowling. If you don't follow the UFC, you might not know the name, Colby Covington, but you should. Covington is a brash, unapologetic former UFC welterweight champ, but even more famously, he's a friend and outspoken supporter of the guy you might know, former President Donald Trump. Last week, with Trump sitting ringside, Kobe lost his attempt to regain his title, and while the stats show that Covington outfought his opponent, he still lost by a decision, unanimous decision, and according to Covington, that's because of his political stance and his support for former President Trump. After the fight, Covington said the UFC judges have never favored him and, quote, they hate me because I support Trump. Just like America under Joe Biden, Trump derangement syndrome has no borders. It even infiltrated the world of sports and Colby Covington is its latest victim. Join me now is UFC champ, great American, Colby Covington. So now you know what it feels like to be supportive of Trump and then go into it go out into the world and you know, just get your teeth kicked in left and right. But I think the punch stats were there. I think the tell us why you think you should have retained that that title.
1: Uh, you know, I thought I landed more strikes, you know, I had more control time, five minutes, you know, I, I finished stronger than him, you know, punching him, him on his back, you know, taking the will out of him, but you know, my whole career, isn't—it it isn't just this one fight. My whole career, you know, I've had to battle against the death being uneven. You know, the judges scoring against me because they obviously hate Trump. You know, all the people in these positions have big-time Trump derangement syndrome. So, you know, that's definitely hurt me in my career. It's also hurt my social media because I'm completely shadow banned on, you know, the big the big social medias that everybody uses for sponsors and all those things. So it's been tough, but, you know, I'd rather go— out standing up for what I believed and then bowing down and taking handouts from the devil, literally like the devil, you know, you see all these athletes taking these paychecks from Pfizer and just getting paid off to just, you know, talk about these disgusting left talking points. And, you know, I'm not going to ever sell my, sell my soul. No amount of money is ever going to be able to buy me off. So it's an honor to, to you know, represent President Trump. He's the best and biggest fighter we've ever had in America. The guy could be enjoying his life on the most beautiful property in Palm Beach. But he said, no, I want to come back and fight for this country. He wants to deal with this smear campaign of him and his family. He's he's willing to put up with all these rhinos coming after him for his love of God and country. So God bless President Trump.
0: UFC fighter and former champ Colby Covington on the balance with Eric Bowling, which is weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. After one day back at the White House yesterday, reportedly working the phones again, President Biden and First Lady Jill are headed to the U.S. Virgin Islands for a New Year's vacation. The Bidens will return to Washington next week with the rest of Washington. On Wall Street, after being in the red all morning, markets opened up or closed quickly turned to the green. We'll see what happens here for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. And heads up, if you're not eating leftovers, beginning today through January 2nd, Wendy's Wendy's is selling its Junior Bacon Cheeseburger for one cent, one penny. But of course, you have to order it online or in the app. I don't know if there's a limit, if it's just one, but you may want to check that out. And be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax. It is available on most major cable systems. Be sure to get signed up for Newsmax Plus as well. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Get your free trial. It includes all your favorite Newsmax shows. The Balance with Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly Reports, Chris Salcedo, Rob Schmidt Tonight, Carl Higby on Frontline, and many others. And great analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, it's Kerry Lake and others. Thank you as always for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day. Safe travels and good luck if you are traveling. And keep on fighting the good fight.
3: News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then
2: watch us anytime, anywhere.